Hey everyone, and welcome to the Homicide Homegirls podcast, a true crime podcast examining the true crime cases that fascinate and intrigue us. I'm Arielle. And I'm Amanda. Thanks Thanks for for joining us. us. We can't wait to share the details of this wild episode with you. Good morning, homegirls and homeboys. Hey guys. Happy Wednesday. I hope everyone hasn't been going stir crazy due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I know that, yeah, <laughs> I know that Arielle and I haven't seen each other for more than an entire month. Uh, yeah. And we're kind of depressed about it. Uh, that would be a major understatement. Yeah. So I think the last time we went this long without seeing each other was when Arielle moved away for the summer, and I remember how dreadful that was. Yeah, definitely. I get about eight to ten FaceTimes a day <laughs> from Arielle's children. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, that's been a little... Them- some of them without my knowledge yes um so that's been a nice little ray of sunshine throughout this gloomy time yeah no i'll just be working from home and all of a sudden i hear amanda talking and i turn around and my 18 month old has facetimed her nanny and i'm just like (laughs) okay cool that's what we're doing now yeah about just about her forehead and her ponytail that's about it so um ariel is working from home while having her two active little ones with her and yeah, it's I not, work not fun. <laughs> and I work for there. I work for a local fire department, so I'm considered essential personnel and I still go to work every day. Yeah, bless we've you had to, for that. Yeah, I know. But it's been nice. There's no traffic, so yeah. Um uh, we've had to change up how we usually record and we have been recording remotely, which actually turned out better than we expected. Yeah, really surprised me. I didn't think it was gonna be as yeah. sound as good as it as it does because you know we've up until this point we've only ever recorded together in right person. and, and so, ariel's husband was like really impressed with the sound quality so we were yeah. like okay cool and he's kind of we, a tech <laughs> guru so. yeah and we didn't want to have to postpone a new episode so after right. some trial and error we figured out a way that that would work to continue you know bringing you your beloved true crime content to get you through this quarantine right because you know now more than ever everybody bored in the house and in the house bored you definitely need more podcasts to listen to so right we definitely so, didn't want to push anything back or you know well, or well we were neglect to you guys <laughs> yeah so um today's episode is going to be a short one um it's going to be about the murder of anna or it could be anna Svidersky. i'm so not really you, sure how to, are you going with anna or anna? i'm gonna say anna okay uh, i apologize if it's incorrect so okay um Anna Svidersky was a 17-year-old who was originally born in, I don't know how to pronounce this city, but Novorinsburg, Russia. So that's why I assumed it might be Anna. I was about to, when I saw her last name, I was going to ask if it was Russian. Mm-hmm. So. so that town or city is uh, about 900 miles southeast of Moscow. Okay. And Anna's mother and father, Esther and Andrew, moved to California shortly before her first birthday, which could have been at the end of 89 or beginning of 19, uh, 1990, depending okay. on when they moved. So she's around our age then? Yes. So okay. I think she's about two years older than us. So, oh, okay. And they moved with their entire family, which included Anna's older brother and her two younger sisters. Okay. And in 2001... That's a huge move with yeah. four kids. Yeah. Good. That's From scary. Russia to California? Yeah. Talk about culture shock, too, probably. Yeah. yeah. Dang. They could really see how much of a hot mess America is. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 
people come here for you know the American dream, but yeah, well, yeah. So no comment in, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> in two thousand one, her parents divorced, and they relocated to Vancouver, Washington. Like both of her parents, or uh, just she... her mom? Oh, just her mom moved to Washington. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think the mom and the kids. Okay, gotcha. Um, in 2006, Anna was a senior in high school. Okay, And yeah. she worked at a local McDonald's. Okay. She was expected to graduate in June of that year. And from what I've read about her, she had a phenomenal work ethic. And sometimes she held as many as three jobs at a time in addition to being in school. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. Dang, that's like... Impressive. Serious, for real. So, um, on the day of Anna's murder, she was at work around 8 p.m., mm-hmm. and I've read differing, uh, differing accounts. Some say that she was wiping down some tables in the dining area near the entrance door, and some say she was sitting at one of them. I don't know if she was on a break or whatever, but she was in the dining area of, of the McDonald's. The McDonald's. Okay. Um... It was then that 29-year-old David Barton, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, David Barton Sullivan Mm -hmm. entered the McDonald's and stabbed Anna with a kitchen Mm -hmm. knife. Just out of, like, nowhere? A complete random act. Like, unprovoked, just walked in? He doesn't even, he doesn't know her, no. Oh, my God. He fled the scene, and... From what I've read online, um, that he didn't know her or anything. He didn't, he just, that day he left his house with the intention of hurting a female. It just, it didn't matter who. Correct. So, wrong place, wrong time. Do do we know, like, why? Like, um, um, he has, like, um, a history of mental illness and he... I think he was on medications for, like, schizophrenia and, like, I'm not sure if he was, like... possibly off his meds. Yeah, I don't know if he was taking them, but he was diagnosed. I don't know if he was treated or untreated. Um, I don't know how that works. If you're on your medication, is it supposed to completely... Right. Yes. That is just so sad. That is, like, my biggest fear to just be minding my own business, Mm -hmm. you know, going through my regular routine and some person just or being like in the wrong place at the wrong time and some person just randomly deciding that they wanted to murder somebody and that person like, was me and I was just, in your own business right. wrong place wrong time like a a child like she was right she was 17, 17. Ugh. yeah so do we know how many times was she stabbed? Do we know? Uh, I didn't see. There was not very much online about her. I came across her case um, back when we, you know, MySpace was cool, mm-hmm. and I came across her profile back in like '06, like right when it happened. When? And, what day was she murdered? Did you um, say that? Four twenty, April twentieth of '06. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so right. Her the anniversary is not that long after this episode comes out. Was it the 20th? Yeah, it was the 20th. Because okay. this episode comes out on the 15th. Yeah. So, it would be... Oh. What is that? 14 years? Yeah. So, yeah. She... It was 420 of 06. And her 18th birthday was 426 of 06. So, she was six days shy of being 18. And oh, just... Goodness. 
you know, a month or so or two um, shy of graduating. Oh, Mm -hmm. God. So he fled the scene and he was apprehended soon after the attack. And when authorities placed him into custody, he was still covered in blood. Oh, my God. But he had ditched the knife. So um, was there like surveillance cameras, or were there witnesses, and that's how I, they? I don't were know because it was oh six, so it's hard to say. I, I mean, mean, some places might have had video. He wasn't in then, his but... right state of mind, so I don't know if. Well, I'm sure her, her he coworkers really... were able to probably pick yeah. him out of a lineup or describe him, and maybe saw yeah. where he went. Or which direction? Uh, I mean, I'm sure, like, being covered in blood probably helped lead them in the right direction, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's suspicious. <laughs> yeah, and he was charged with first-degree murder. Now, prior, I couldn't find much information. Like I said, this is a short episode. I couldn't find very much information on him, but I did read that he had previously been convicted of two sex crimes and was classified as a level two sex offender. So, oh, wow. so it just is it like levels like one, two, and three? In in Louisiana, it's tiers. Oh, okay. so tier one is worse than tier two and tier three. Or no, maybe I have that backwards. I don't know. Anyways, um, but like, I'm gonna look but up. from but from that history, I mean, it just it was evident that he had violent tendencies. I mean, sex crimes are typic typically. Um, not necessarily violent, but you kind of don't care what your victim thinks, you know? It's not like a theft or a, you know, like a a burglary. It's, right. it's way more personal right. and, than anything and, because... Um, explain the difference between theft and burglary again. I know you okay, said it before, but I can never remember. is if I take something that belongs to you. Burglary is, is if I... Habited- inhabited dwelling it's like entrance into something okay and then robbery is if i take something directly from you okay if i take your purse off your shoulder if i take your phone out of your hand that is yes it's that is more personal than a theft or a burglary i mean if you're ever a victim of any of those you probably disagree and say they're all personal but i digress but um okay i I can never remember but yeah also to backpedal i looked up the different tiers of sex offenders or tier one includes minor offenses low risk of repeat offense tier two includes more serious offenses with a moderate risk of repeat offense and tier three includes the most severe sex crimes high risk of repeat offense and a threat to public safety exists so regardless he was in the middle and usually tier one you have to check in every once a year tier two is once every six months and then tier three is once every quarter okay like with your your compliance officer mm-hmm. um so he was previously convicted i couldn't find anything on those like crimes. What, those, what they were specifically yeah or okay. when or if he served time or any of that mm-hmm. but um when i initially decided to do anna's case i knew that it was going to be a short episode and i almost decided not to do hers but i felt like we don't hear these types of cases too often and they're extremely tragic mm-hmm. but um so right because most most of the cases that we've done either There's... they it was like a serial killer type thing mm-hmm. or they knew the person mm-hmm. that murdered them or at least they were like a neighbor or something like in the Tafelski murders right um, you know at least it was like a neighbor but this was just like completely random 
Oh no. And it's so sad because she was such a beautiful young girl. You know, I'm going to post pictures, but, um, this is where I kind of go into where, how this is cases unlike probably any that I've ever heard on a podcast. Um, you know, Oh no. Sometimes we don't don't like where this is going. Sometimes we don't get closure on our Mm -hmm. cases. Jennifer Kessie doesn't have closure. Um, I would even go as far as saying Taylor Williams doesn't have closure. We know who he is. Nobody, they never got justice. Yeah, there's a few of them that are like there's unsolved. a few like uh, Julia Davis, you know, like yeah. there's a few cases that, um, you kind of you know sometimes you like in Jennifer Kessie's case like she's like that's really no closure at all. Tiffany Taylor's too. A, yeah, Taylor Williams like you know who did it, but you still don't have closure or justice mm-hmm. in Anna's case on June twenty sixth two thousand seven. David Barton Sullivan was acquitted of first-degree murder what? by reason of insanity and was <gasps> indefinitely committed to a menstrual institution. Uh, so, so at I, least he's not, like, out free walking around. But yeah, does he but, ever have the potential to get out? I don't think so. Okay. I know you said indefinitely, indefinitely but yeah. I didn't know if that was, like, life without parole kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how they reevaluate those mm-hmm. cases. Um, yeah. We had a... And the problem is that, you know, like you said, he was schizophrenic or whatever. Yeah. Which, obviously, that the, that type of disease can be um, controlled or handled mm-hmm. if they take their medicine. But the problem is if they don't have a support person making sure that they are taking their medicine, they can go off of their meds and have... Right. He was 29 when he committed this crime. So he's an adult. He doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. Right, right. And if he's not in the right mental state of mind, then... And I know some of those medicines have, like, really nasty side side effects sometimes, yeah. And with him being a previously convicted sex offender, um, this is probably the best thing for him. He needs, you know, like, I don't... I would... I would hope that he would never be released because yeah, it's habitual at this point. Right, and I mean he he murdered somebody. He's a murderer, whether he was convicted or not. You know, I mean. Right. So, so I don't. I haven't seen that many cases that I can think of offhand that someone has actually pled insanity and it worked for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, there I don't, is one. Um, in St. John Parish, we had the officer ambush shooting in 2012, August 16th of 2012. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was going up Carrollwood Drive, and I saw cars flying. I go to work for 6 a.m., mm-hmm. and I saw police cars flying with their lights on. And we just had that trial in February, so almost uh, eight years later. But and it was, a, it was a crew of seven people, and one of them has been... Uh, what is it called? Not fit to stand trial. So oh. he is ordered to a mental ins- facility for life. Uh, see, because but the state, it's like a state, the state mental state facilities board. are mm-hmm. not anywhere I would want to put anyone that I love or go myself. So it's not like that's much different than prison. Almost, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It yeah. just is doesn't seem like it's. A so walk in, in the that park case, or we did we did get justice in that case with the officer ambush, but um, one of the seven people involved uh, was okay classified as mentally insane. Hmm. Dang, so, so he was wow. 
Hmm. Yeah. Um, so so at least he's not out, you know, and, and can, he can't hurt anybody else. But, but it is really sad for her family. Still empty, yeah. Right, it's really sad because you know there's no justice. I mean, nope. really, it Ugh. was just a bad, terrible luck. Right, and then just the the brutality of and the randomness to just pick some random person. It didn't matter who. You know, so yeah. And to think that she came from Russia probably to live a better life. Her family wanted to give her right, like you said earlier, the American, the American dream. So, ugh, I know. But I figured, like, even though it's so short, I I still wanted to cover it because we don't hear stuff like this, and I feel like just because her case doesn't have justice, I don't feel like it needs to be forgotten. Right. Exactly. So that's all I have for Anna. Okay. Well, that's the case of the murder of Anna Svidersky. Um, also, you guys just be on the lookout for some bonus content from the homegirls later on this morning. Um, don't want to give too much away, but just uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Homicide Homegirls. If you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to our Facebook page and leave us a review or rate us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. If you want to be the first to know when an episode is released, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Homicide Homegirls, Facebook at facebook.com slash Homicide Homegirls Podcast, and Twitter at Homegirls Pod. If you would like to suggest an episode, use the form located on our Facebook page. Once a month, we plan to answer fan-submitted questions in a segment we like to call hashtag AskTheHomegirls, so be sure to use the form on our Facebook page to submit your questions.